Yeah, this is a safe space. <laughs> this is a safe space. <laughs> Except everything will up. leave these four walls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi! This is Rant and Review, where we rant about current events and then review a culturally relevant topic and give it a completely arbitrary rating. I'm Allison. And I'm Katie. And this week we'll be reviewing... Therapy! Therapy. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. Our guests this week are professional therapists, obviously very relevant to this topic... Please welcome Lauren and is it Rhiannon? Yeah. Okay, Rhiannon. Like the song. Exactly. Is that what your name is? There's a lot to live up to is my cocktail party line about it, but yes. Cool. Volumes of my mother. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. Hey, yeah, really cool. Your mom sounds fucking cool. Yeah. Already. And I don't even know her. (laughs) Does your mom like she like still really into Stevie Nicks and stuff? Like Yes, that's complicated. But oh, yes. Ooh. She has a complicated relationship with yes. loving Stevie Nicks. Oh, no, I have a complicated relationship with my mother, but oh, okay, I'm okay. a therapist. Well, that so. makes more sense. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what did Stevie do Love to her? that. Let's yeah. unpack that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? As therapists, we're in this field because we have our own stuff to yeah. work not through. Not a secret. So. Not a secret. Well, that's the old I line, I talk right? to myself for a living. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that seems really. I mean, we're kind of diving in, (laughs) we're getting right into the heart of the matter, which is that therapists are the ones that really need. What is that? Do people say that? I don't. People say that. No, people do say that. I think, but we're all human. But I think what's more interesting that's like a like cliche thing to say. Yes, it is. I think what's more interesting is the idea that you helping people work through their shit helps you think more deeply and introspectively about your own shit right like we should all be doing this all the time and we're not and that's why we need therapists Hmm. so maybe we shouldn't because then you guys would be out of a job (laughs) i mean i yeah i don't know about about you i feel like it's really hard to hide from myself when i talk about what i believe in all the time (laughs) like it yeah. feels even worse than it usually does to betray myself, which is good. Like, yeah. holds my shit accountable. Yeah, because you can't say, like, you know, you should really do ABC or whatever to a client. Is that what you mm-hmm, refer mm-hmm. to? And then be know that you're, like, not being true to that in your own life. Whoa. That's this got so deep already. Yeah, that's deep. We should yeah, have known. We, we should have known. Yeah, we should have known with this app that we were gonna like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> start well, to unpack in the first twenty yeah. seconds. Yeah. Just a comment about my name, guys. Wow. Yeah, and it really it it um dug up a lot. Yeah. I mean, we already know so. I'm much. really already feeling raw. <laughs> we're feeling raw about your pain. <laughs> We call those internal boundaries. Okay, okay. Wait, what what do we call internal boundaries? When you're feeling someone else's pain. Oh. Mm-hmm. And you're like, excuse me, I'm doing emotional work because of your shit. Like, More do, like are you if you have like the- like slow internal boundaries and you take on like other people's oh, things oh, which I can, see. Oh, can which is nowadays just called being an empath that's what people <laughs> brag about oh what people uh, bra- that's what you and i brag about <laughs> every single episode we're like oh actually we're empaths yeah so. uh, well you know we just feel too much mm-hmm. <laughs> and i just can't help it <laughs> yeah so that's so be careful though. with me <laughs> 
Um, okay, that's interesting. Oh my yeah. god, I already have so many questions. <laughs> and like, I know different thoughts running through my head about therapy. That do we, we even to need to. to rant about anything? Does anyone have anything to rant about this week? How are, how are we feeling? Katie had a disturbing situation. Encounter. I guess it wasn't really my personal encounter, but it crossed an internal boundary. That's for sure. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it sounded... I mean, wait, what do you mean it's not your personal encounter? I mean, like, I wasn't part of it, the situation. Well, you were part of it because mm. you were there. I know. I was, like, far away, kind of, from it. It was just... I just saw it, and it crossed an internal boundary. <laughs> anyway, so... Oh, no. You gave her, like, a new yeah, thing to say. <laughs> you're giving, I think you're using it correctly, yeah, though, based on... <laughs> you're giving me language to name my feelings, Allison. I think that's actually... I'm doing good work here. <laughs> Anyway. Oh no, this whole episode is just going to be exaggerated over the top performances of therapy sessions. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do every time. <laughs> okay, so. And you guys both are just going to be like, oh God. I know, they're already just like, we're just here to listen. <laughs> okay, so my rant, it's real quick, and but it was very disturbing also. I was at the beach, Tiff and I were at the beach. Um, this weekend and there was like this big group next to us and so there's like people coming and going you know like it was like just a lot of like some big group of friends ebbing and flowing whatever and then this one person there's a person with a baby very cute like newish baby six months tops very small you know like alien baby uh no it's cute like holding your head up got it all right so maybe six months plus whatever i don't don't actually know (laughs) anyway Sitting on their butt, sitting up, not rolling around is like six months. Okay, yeah, 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 like sitting on the mom, but and not just going like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So anyway, and everybody's like holding the baby and like, oh, cute baby, blah blah blah, whatever. And then this one girl comes over and starts fucking vaping, what I can assume, I guess, was weed, but I don't really know. What are those things called? A jewel. It was a jewel for sure. Which is supposed to be nicotine, but people, like, rig them with weed? Mm, Is that right? Or do people really only use it for nicotine? I don't know. know. I'm just doing edibles at the moment. (laughs) I actually work with teenagers. You can buy cartridges of marijuana for your jewel. Okay, okay. So, well, either way, it doesn't really matter what substance. Right, but it's not, it's not like the, like... You know, like the it's flavored an, tobacco it's an aftermarket. Or whatever. It's, a, yes. it's a hack. Yes. <laughs> Life hack. Okay. So, whatever. This person was jeweling like right into the baby's face. Truly. It was like, and they kept doing I thought they were like going to hit it once and be like, okay, I'm next to a baby. Maybe I shouldn't like keep vaping. Or that the mom would be like, can you not vape into my baby's face? Mm-hmm. But she hit it like 12 times and ev- the wind was like blowing. So it the, just kept going right in the baby's face. And it was very disturbing to me. Yeah. So when Katie told me the story, I was like, well, did you read this article about like people dying from vaping? And she was like, well, like, what did you? Oh, you're like, I know of popcorn lung. Yeah. Have you guys heard about popcorn no. lung? That's like a thing with vapes that they it like gives you these weird like polypy like mm. i don't trust them i mean they're like oh so much better than cigarettes but that no. just can't be the truth the tech, we just don't know the, the consequences tech is too yet. New. Yeah. yeah we don't know that's what now they're now yeah, we're so finding basically out this guy like almost died and it was this like pretty young healthy person and they were just like vaping all the time and so doctors were like well maybe this has to do with because he like his lungs like basically collapsed and they had to like 
put him in a coma and then like pump his air the air back into his lungs and all this shit and then like Jesus and they thought he was gonna die and like people are like oh it's 20 packs of cigarettes or whatever and that's true but pen or whatever whatever. but Mm -hmm. also there's like something specific with the vape cartridge where the e-juice the e-juice yeah it like how it gets super (laughs) heated and then there's like an aerosol type thing that happens and you inhale that and then it like fucks up your lungs really bad and that causes the popcorn lung so anyway when it goes wrong or no that's just like that's like a the functionality side effect (laughs) so anyway i was just very disturbed by the gall of someone to just vape next to a baby right like that's so rude. as therapist, how do you react to a baby being vaped on? <laughs> I don't know. My my just throwing out more language, but my hero is uh is acting up, which means I want to like go in there and rescue, but Oh yeah. Oh. So yeah. so what what should I have done? Yeah, that's what I told Katie is should that I, I would have had a hard time not intervening. Like saying or doing something. But I mean that would be so weird. Can you imagine just some rando coming up and being like, "Um, excuse me, ma'am." Isn't that weird? I don't know. Mm. Well, the mom was right there. It wasn't like this poor like it wasn't just like a rogue baby. A rogue. Baby. So, yeah, I I don't know if you want to describe the hero. Yeah. I mean, as therapists, like it's really easy to fall into like, "Oh, I'm going to save everyone and I want to like get people out of pain," kind of like we're talking about earlier um and that's what's coming up for me when you're talking about the baby is like oh i'm gonna like rescue this baby from this like bad mom kind of a thing but it wasn't the mom that's bad or wait well the mom didn't stop the person from but i think that's because in front of the baby like if i was a mom i'd be like get the fuck away from my baby but it's like her friend yeah but that doesn't matter but people have these social whatever there are social rules that are unspoken and fake that we all follow where we're like it makes me feel weird to tell this person who's my friend who i like who might get defensive and weird to yeah, like i'm also really vaping. avoidant of conflict so Excellent. i definitely wouldn't do exactly. anything but yeah i don't know if that's my avoidance so i don't know i feel like my hero would want to say something but honestly whenever i feel super judgy about something i'm seeing i do my best to walk my talk and ask myself why I'm feeling like mm-hmm. less than. Oh, I, I immediately um, was like, this is very because, old lady of me. <laughs> because I see someone, well, I mean, I have the same thing all the time, but I see like someone not having a difficult conversation, fucking terrified of conflict. Yeah, I mean, I'm avoidant too. And there's a lot of things that make me uncomfortable that I don't like talk about, even though I tell people to talk about the uncomfortable for a living. I try my best. Right. But I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's bringing up something for you as a parent, a parent of Frida. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If someone was vaping next to Frida, I would be like, "Get the fuck away from my baby." <laughs> yeah, I think what you're talking about specifically is like a formality of like strain being strangers, where people feel like if they're in a social situation where they don't know the people they can't really say anything also i think this is like very northwest like to be like oh i like feel really strongly about something in public and i'm not gonna say something Mm -hmm. versus like Mm. maybe in on the east coast like someone would be like okay but i'm hey like it's actually very common for people to like shout at each other like in a public setting (laughs) yeah and be like but i'm like the second tier or i'm like 
one degree of separation away from like the mom like if i were that mom i like to think that i would say hey can you like vape over there yeah (laughs) this person was in the same circle as the mom right the friends group it wasn't like that was a stranger of the mom no Mm no yeah they were like literally sitting next to each other chatting you know this kind of reminds me of do you remember was it with you that we were at the beach and we saw like boys throwing rocks oh yeah 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 and we were like somebody needs to discipline those boys yeah there were like two little kids and they were being they weren't even little they were like 13 they were like well there was one that was older and one that was younger yeah um and they were throwing rocks and the rocks were kind of big and they were like throwing them all different like random ways like not it's not like they were like skipping a rock right they were like throwing them all around hitting trees blah 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 and there was also a baby yes and that wasn't our baby either and we were (laughs) Why are people well, doing fucked up shit out. around babies? And we were and we were like, what the fuck? These boys are like are just like throwing well, these rocks right cl- close to and this baby. Their parents were just like, Ugh, whatever. Not paying they any were like, attention. Charles, can you say something to the boy? Like <laughs> they literally were those people. They were like wealthy looking, white, like very like Ugh, whatever. And they like and it seemed like they couldn't even deign themselves to to admonish their children whoa vocab words over here yeah mm-hmm. don't you think that mm-hmm. was like totally the attitude it was like yeah it, was, it felt like they were raising little monsters yeah. sorry they were raising yeah. little trumps yeah that's, that's what it felt like to me mm-hmm. it's terrifying i get really judgy about parents all the time because i'm not one uh-huh. and i'm working through quite clearly we've already established my own stuff <laughs> with parents and yeah. um because which we will get because i feel like i have a job because of yeah of like parents with no boundaries right so right, i right. i have to watch that because it helps no one least of all myself um especially like working with teenagers um like i this is the first job i've been in an outpatient mental health i've done all different kinds of community mental health with teens um and youth but with no parents like no guardians around like I worked at a high school and like not one person showed up for an IEP meeting once all year for any student so like not even a social worker so like it's fucking weird to have parents like yelling at me about a C minus in a voicemail um I see and so wait so you deal with parents now yeah oh so before when you were doing like oh I see what you're saying so now you're kind of dealing with both like so over saturation or whatever like helicoptering yeah yeah, yeah, yes yeah and i want to get judgy and all i can do is suggest that they find their own support and explain what i know of family systems and then unprofessionally rant sometimes too um but usually when it brings up my own shit you know like yeah like you know voicemails like that i hear my dad (laughs) like so i have an emotional reaction about it i don't know yeah. Well, like obviously, parenting is an easy thing to get judgy about. I mean, it's the most yeah. like universal. Well, especially I think parents. It's true, especially when you're not a parent mm-hmm. and you've just been a child of a parent, yeah, or something. You know, there's something like I would never do that or whatever. Like with those boys in the throwing the rocks, I was like, these parents fucking blow. <laughs> like, yeah. they're it's it's not even just that it's like both that they weren't really parenting or like. 
no okay i want to say just a little bit more about that situation so <laughs> so not only did it go on for a really long time and it was dangerous I'm, i want to yeah. say this yeah. was not just like little pebbles like blah blah, blah. it was Rocks. dangerous and again the baby and and the baby <laughs> and the parents of the baby were disgruntled yeah visibly mm-hmm, i remember mm-hmm. and so the parents only said something when they were like um, socially shamed enough mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. do something. Mm-hmm. I do remember that's that. True. Literally, that's true. They, like everyone was kind of like, like, like sighing, and like there yeah. was some like kind of you know, well, and very we were like, subtle. We were like starting to like talk loudly yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, we're talking about it, blah, blah blah. And so, and then they finally capitulated and were like, mm, and said something minor, and that was what even made me more angry. Where, where it was like, okay, you can't even discipline your child in like a straightforward way yeah they were just like, like it boys was like, <sighs> i was like what you need to tell them to stop i don't know like, i just think like it's so obvious when some people are being bad parents it's like and, but, so, sometimes but it, it is cut and dry yeah and it's not just about like the parenting that's what i was gonna say is it's like the the parenting is shitty because these boys clearly have no boundaries in their lives or they're just like i'm bored i don't throw rocks like they were like intentionally like throwing bigger and bigger rocks you know what i mean like obviously testing limits yeah Yeah. and but it's like that's part of it and then there's the part where you're just like fucking with the rest of us because of your shitty parenting at that point like we're annoyed this baby's in danger (laughs) like there's a lot going on here that's like the internal boundaries like comment from before about the vape it's like you're like you're upset about that like you are impacted because you're there but it's right it's hard i don't know for me nobody comes to this work without their own story and my survival and like living lies in asking myself what that emotion is for me Uh Um, so is that what we're supposed to do when we encounter situations like this like ask ourselves why are we not allowed to just be like baby plus vape equals fucked up we have to no i think that's fucked up too i think that we can't like for me i can't control that and i want to run around telling everyone what to do i want to blow up every institution in this country sometimes from like experience with past jobs um but i've spent so much energy (laughs) hell yeah yeah. (laughs) like starting with uscis like i have an order um hell yeah yes but i i like I can't like spending that energy is like slowly killed me for most of my yeah, life. Yeah, so totally. It's like yeah, not about anything. I get what you're saying. It's like, like what do you want to use your energy for? Yeah, it's like yeah. the one precious resource we have that like actually is legitimately finite. And though, hmm. hmm. so, how much control do I really have over my misanthropic tendencies? <laughs> As therapists, what a great question. What what say you? (laughs) A great question. (laughs) I mean, but there are situations where it's like, okay, I'm like, I can tell the difference between me being annoyed about external stimuli because of what's going on with me internally. And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, that's not really that annoying, but it is right now because I'm like, Mm -hmm. have this other shit going on or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, just like annoying public behavior of which there is plenty (laughs) in the world. But, but then there's like the step further where it's like, you know, this is just like inappropriate and shitty, and it's also like yeah. gone on long enough. And, and there would be a lot of people that would be like, "Oh, you're like uh, being too Policing blah blah blah, these, sensitive." Yeah. Or, oh, think about 
20 years ago when yeah. like everyone would be smoking cigarettes blah blah blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah you know yeah. that kind of shit and yeah. I just I feel like I found myself like there is a line where you're like okay is this an actual concern and everyone probably has a totally different line, line. for that yeah. Um, that's but it does change boundary. over time also mm. with social norms like I yeah. feel like also it's not like that's it's stag- true people stagnant. used to feel like they could walk up to gay people kissing some people still do and say that's gross you right. know so or like, like don't do that in front of children a things. slur in public yeah. Yeah, just casually happened yeah. to me yeah. yeah so like I Same. yeah so it's like I have to watch that because you're right, the lines change. Yeah. I smoked for almost 20 years. I quit last year. Oh, congratulations. And I used to, it was part of my misanthropic, like, <laughs> yeah. stay away from me. I only like bad kids, like, whatever. And it's absurd. And I held on to it for a long time as a coping mechanism. But what you were saying earlier about, like, the East Coast, West Coast thing, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm still thinking about because I find this fascinating. I feel like we have the weirdest combination of avoidance and self-righteousness in this yeah. city. And I, I, I feel like it keeps me frozen. I want to say us all frozen. But it's, like, it's infuriating. Yeah. Um, I was raised by a New Yorker, and I lived in Boston. And I do... Like, I'm from here, and I love Seattle, and, like, my people are here. Yeah. Um, so, and I am a Seattleite. It's still hard. Like, I still want to talk so much shit about our culture. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, I'm, it's infuriating. I grew up here, and I'm, like, equal parts. Seattle's so stupid. Everyone's so passive-aggressive, blah, 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 blah. And then also, like, oh, my God, I gotta I, I gotta avoid that person. Like, don't fucking look at me. You know, like, it's yeah, so same. Yeah. Because I feel like there would be some situations where something would be resolved a lot faster if people just said what the fuck they were feeling and even in like an awkward public setting like Mm -hmm. is it really that big of a deal like is anyone gonna like die if someone's like hey (laughs) of embarrassment (laughs) i saw like on the train the other day all these people being super awkward and like not letting like people you know you're like supposed to let people sit if it's like an elderly person or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And duh. people are so weird and bad at that. People yeah. are so bad at train and bus etiquette in the city. It's, it's like so, so annoying okay. and frustrating. But like, time. I mean, it's that kind of situation where it's like, I don't know. I just get so frustrated about that. Like weird, not able to just take control of a situation that we have in the city. I don't know. And that's why I'm like, I'm kind of like, as I get older, I'm like, you said it's like an old lady thing. I was like, yeah. well, my old lady thing is like, I'm more prone to yell at people, I think. <laughs> I mean, oh, I, yeah. or I just remove myself from being in those situations where I'm like, okay, I know I'm like going to like get triggered by like whatever is happening yeah. and I'm just yeah. not, not going to deal with that i'm definitely not taking a shared lift anymore <laughs> oh my god I, I, oh my god you're so i'm so afraid of that literally can't believe you did that yeah i i could never i and think i, I did it once on like new year's eve and i was oh like god. i'm not spending like 30 bucks to get home <laughs> but so i guess it, this is happening was it was it worth it though yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty it. normal people like they're all going to like dorms around seattle u or something so okay. it's pretty yeah. chill what but. if you like fucking did that and then like your ex got in Oh my God, therapy lift. <laughs> oh this, yeah, I've totally thought about this. As soon as I bought oh, a Prius, people were like, oh, are you going to be like, this a is a new Uber? Oh, oh my God, we no. need to collab with Tim. <laughs> it's kind and of make a mix app. between 
Cash cab, cash cab, and um, <laughs> intervention. Just, yes. just to oh be like God. you're like forcing two people in a room that yes. want to be in. A Karamo room could get in on this. Um, oh. Yeah, for sure, it'd be dumb. You need to be in. Wait, in the gig economy. There's too, some right? kind of tagline along with about, being underpaid, which I'm sure you are. Do you know what our tax bracket is? Do you? This like cracks me up every time. Our business and occupancy tax is is under. Gambling under fifty thousand dollars and other services, which is like what? What? I thought it was wrong. I was on hold for so long. My first quarter paying taxes, like the self guy was like, "This can't possibly be correct." But I've read all the fine print. I don't know. It's so weird. It's so weird. That it feels like a gig economy when I pay my taxes. <laughs> Who else is in that bracket? I don't know. Gambling and other gambling services? under fifty grand. Like, what's a business where you're? I don't know. Well, there's not the a lot of gambling in Washington point, State. There's like, it's true. There's more in like Portland, right? I mean, Oregon. I think there's a tagline with our new Uber therapy app. Um, something about getting tips and giving tips or something. <laughs> there's something here. There's something mm, there. I'm gonna smart. ruminate on that. Get a tip. Get a tip. Yeah. Hey. Ride somewhere and really sexual? get somewhere. Oh, Whoa. Like moving forward. Oh moving my god. Forward. You moving guys. forward together. <gasps> yes. Oh my god, I'm getting chills. This is such a good idea. We <laughs> gotta get Tiff in here. Well, therapy, therapy, right? Love it. I yes, think. yes. Yeah, maybe gonna yes. be a good idea. Okay, so <laughs> let's get into our topic, which we've already delved into. We're, but back, we're back from eight breaks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> eight mini breaks. Yeah. Um, okay, let's Allison get into wants our to review. rant about how many breaks we're taking. But <laughs> let's get into our review of therapy. Oh, Frida. Okay, let's get into it. All right. So after <laughs> now uh, twenty breaks, we're back from our break. Um, we're gonna get into our review of therapy, even though we've already been talking about therapy for. We're gonna dive deeper. However long, we're gonna get even deeper now. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's get ready for, to do th- some real work, yeah. <laughs> ladies. This is where the real. This is work my therapist starts. voice. Yeah. Oh, that's Sonia Couch. No. <laughs> I feel bad for putting. <laughs> Sonia on blast. Sonia on blast so much. <laughs> well, we're really just... just Allison's my- therapist is named Sonia Couch. We're just referring wow, people yeah. to this person that yeah, has you said the great name things about of her, her no, profession. Yeah. Found her on Psychology Today. Hmm. How do you guys yeah. feel about that? Fine. Yeah, yeah. Are you on Psychology Today? I am. Mm-hmm. It seems like pretty important Yeah. for people to be able to find you there. Yeah. yeah. It's like 30 bucks a month and, you know. Well, they're... I get a they're magazine I don't read. Raking it in. <laughs> Well, yes, yeah, they, they are. I mean, it's are. like one of the only resources for someone who's there's, looking. There's good therapy, and there's a new one that keeps reaching out to me via email. But mm. I, paying for two is enough, and it's hard. I think it's really, really hard to find a therapist. Um, yeah, it, it is. There's, I think, like speaking of like tech boom, I rant about this all the time. But I, I think we talk about like population growth in terms of like traffic and like structural infrastructure but things like waiting four months to get a pcp appointment or like yeah i have a wait list that i like almost stopped keeping track of because i get literally from psych today calls i get like one to three calls a day yeah um and my schedule is full with like a full on call list and it probably depends on what kind of um like services you offer because i know that my friend who did something through a medical cent or like a college university program or something where it was like free or very low cost. It was like a year. Yeah. Long wait list. So real. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's like, she just needs 
I'm like, well, well, yeah, like, what if you need help? What right if you're now? like really oh in need? God. Like I used to like, I used to work with homeless yeah. dudes and I literally like would call a place in Pasco with two beds for heroin detox. Like that's like so many hours drive to Eastern Washington. And that would yeah. be like the only bed available for someone like dying in the day room. It's like, that's melodramatic, but also very real. So, yeah. well, yeah. I mean, I have this argument with people all the time. There's like people with like, um, you know, they listen to like conservative talk radio or, or whatever, like watch Como or, uh, whatever. And they, their perception is that like, there's just these people like overtaking the city and there's no reason for it. And I have to be like, um, actually there's like no services yeah. and it's, I, I, there was a guy recently that said to me, uh, they're just taking advantage of how nice Seattle is. Mm. And I said, it's actually not nice. We're forcing people to live on the street or go like do what they need to do in a public area and then clearing their stuff out and not and like basically stealing their stuff and putting it in the dumpster and then not giving them any alternative. I feel like physically. And that's not nice. Physically ill when I talk about (laughs) homelessness because I did that work for like about five years and the last one night count I did was like maybe five, fuck, six years ago now. And like the, it went down this year for the first time, but the year prior it was double what the count was when yeah. I did it. And I, I hate when people say that I could rant about like, this yeah. is like a whole podcast I could do 11 episodes on. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel so strongly about it. It's totally so painful. And the count number was a little bit low this lower this mm-hmm. year, but the deaths of people, unsheltered people are still rising mm-hmm. in Seattle. So it's still, it's like, such and the, a, and the more thing. troubling thing is just, there's like literally nothing being done. Right. The program You're where right. I work doesn't even for... exist anymore. Like, I, yeah, I fucking can't. So let, that's interesting, though. So your background is... Ha, tell us about your guys' background. Like, how you kind of got into what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we started private practice around the same time. So I think that's kind of how we <laughs> met and bonded hardcore. Yes. Um, so I have been working at Mindful Therapy Group for five years now. I actually had my... Five-year oh, wow. anniversary, like, a couple weeks ago, which is crazy. Um, I started there when I was going to grad school at Antioch and just started at the front desk. And um, back then we had we were looking about working with around 30 providers. Um, and then we've just, like, grown like crazy and ended up staying there because I was like, oh, wow, like, helping therapists start private practices and, you know, creating more access to care was end up being a lot more exciting to me than trying to, you know, go into community mental health and get paid minimum wage and yeah. go through that struggle. Um, so yeah, I've been there for five years now and doing my private practice for two years now. Um, yeah. And we do women's group together, which is really awesome and hard. So what is that like? Well, yeah, let's what, hear about your background yeah. first. Yeah, the women's group. I'm so grateful for you. I feel like I gush a lot, but like women's groups. Yeah, hard, best work. Um, I, let's see, wanted to be a therapist since high school. It was a very wayward youth, um, and I had one good one, and I wanted to be her. Um, And then I um, went to college, thought I wanted to smash the state, so I double majored in psych and American social movements. And then I 
didn't know what I wanted to do, so I spent three years um, working, and I worked in, like, a group home and a treatment center for a while, and I applied to grad school, was too stubborn to ask for any guidance, which I'm still forgiving myself for, um, because I got an LMHC, and I never wanted to do private practice. I absolutely love it now, but it was the last thing I wanted, and I ended up choosing a school for the wrong reasons without doing full research about my options in the field. Um, and almost dropped out my first year. It's really hard um, because I struggled in Boston, and it, yeah, I felt like an alien. Anyway, I I worked in community mental health for a while after that, and then I was tired of martyring myself. Like I made as a supervisor at the program, I co-supervised for a little bit. Um, I made less than the minimum income to qualify for our rapid rehousing. So I made less than the people I was helping. Um, and I was also at one point tending bar and managing a restaurant and I imploded because duh. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, earlier when I was talking about energy, I was like, that shit's real. And mindful therapy group, I can't say enough good things about for like so many reasons. Um, but the owners of mindful were, regulars at a bar where I worked and they're like hey when you're done killing yourself not in those words like hit Probably us up close. <laughs> yeah it was I'm pretty sure Derek said martyring and I stuck with me and um yeah I feel like earlier when you asked me how I wanted to introduce myself I was like therapist and I wanted to say and business owner mm-hmm. um because I feel like had you asked me three years ago like the relationship would have been like there isn't any um it's a helping profession but that's when I was um totally willing to kill myself um and like spend all my energy for other people and it um has been the most rewarding (laughs) yeah experience of my life like learning how to value myself through like I mean you work there but the culture is so direct um and honest and authentic and it just feels so good to be a part of it so how many people are in the the group yeah um, we have four locations in the Seattle area now, so um, currently around 180 providers. Whoa. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's been a crazy ride. So, yeah, we're planning to keep, you know, growing. And Wait, so when you started, there were 30, mm-hmm. like, across, and now there, and that was one location, 30 providers. Now mm-hmm. it's four and 180. That's mm-hmm. crazy. And Is it kind years. of like, are you... Are you kind of like an independent contractor? Mm-hmm. I know that's like a weird... Exactly, yeah. I am. And I received incredible coaching on like starting a business, but also learning to value myself, period. Like my whole life has changed. Um, and I, yeah, like I said, I could talk about Yeah, That's I awesome. Mean, I think for like, a long time. It kind of feels like you could go out on your own if you like, you know what I mean? Like it feels like a good environment where you could like decide what you, if you would mm-hmm. w- ever want to do that. Because it's like, I could. I don't ever want to, mostly because I don't want to do billing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it ties back a little bit what we were talking about earlier about like not being enough care in Seattle, and I think yeah. a lot of therapists like are scared to like you know go into private practice and you know just yeah like martyr their some themselves for years and burn themselves out and end up like you know doing other things because they're so burned out, and I think what we're excited about is like creating like a sustainable environment Mm -hmm. where people can like do therapy like and feel really energized about the work they're doing get paid really well and 
um, mm. see the clients they want to see and also create are more access dis- in Seattle. You are know? you describing kind of like a therapy co-op? It, I I mean, it's definitely like a partnership. I feel that way. Yeah. Like, And I feel mm-hmm. like clients are part of that too. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the first time in my life I've had one job and I'm like doing well, which is still fucking crazy to me. Um, and but I. But that shouldn't be crazy. No, it yeah. shouldn't. But like that. Yeah, the work like, you do is like so valuable. Like it r- should not right. be. But we <laughs> yeah. don't. You shouldn't be killing yourself to. <laughs> in all of my unworthiness, I won't speak for every, but I think in general, like we all have our stuff that brings us to the work. It's really easy. Like, like I said, learning that valuing myself as a business owner is clinical was so crucial because like I talk about relationships all day, we're wired for connection. If I'm not like modeling, holding myself in that relationship, like what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So talk about the women's group. Like I need to know more. I mean, I'm already on board. Yeah, I wanna know the name this. says it all. But um, so is this just like group therapy specifically for women and that's basically just it or like what's the, What's the deal? Yeah, I mean, it's a group therapy situation. Mm-hmm. Um, our focus is on like emotional intimacy and connection, um, which you know I think is best practice, like in real time, like mm-hmm. with other people um, who are also wanting to work on that. So yeah. it's a lot of like in the moment, like feedback around how people are connecting and like also like challenging people to be vulnerable and take risks uh-huh. yeah so it's just that real-time practice it's like once a week everybody shows up at this place yeah at like this who's, time. who mm-hmm. are these people who are these what are people they doing? and how do you like start this you know radical intimacy or whatever you called it i don't know i mean we were both really terrified when we started it and like after every group we're like oh my god what the hell just happened (laughs) like we're this is so painful but is it clients um but yeah it's all clients a lot of them are rhiannon's clients and our clients um and yeah i don't know we we just like try and like dig underneath like all the bullshit of like this is what I did this week to like get mm. to like an actual feeling and emotion and something like vulnerable underneath underneath that. right. So it's very like open forum. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to. I mean, therapy in general. Yeah, there's is pretty, no like, tools. Open, but there's no yeah. Like everybody fix just you. It's building emotional resilience. So it is by design really uncomfortable. And yeah. like I always say, like Whoa. we say, controlled out of control. So like controlled chaos enough, or whatever, yeah. yeah, enough to be able to go under, like mm. not just stay with our armor on that we don't even think about wearing all the time, like hmm. actually sit. So together. are you sort of asking the participants to also um, help you dig? Yeah, it's that's like, like everybody's digging at that's each other. The end structure is that like I think we learn for so many different reasons to like detach from ourselves out of survival growing up or Mm -hmm. socialism. I mean like 10 million reasons. And so we like, I feel like why I have a job aside from parents without boundaries, like this, like if you operate external locus of control is the shove talk for it. But if you're constantly focused on everyone else, you disconnect from yourself. And I think uh-huh. that disconnection yeah. is such a source of all of our suffering. Yeah. And so emotional intimacy, like with yourself, but none of like personal growth doesn't happen in a vacuum. So you get to see right. mirrors and it's transactional, but we expect people like the out of control part is we expect people to practice 
being self-directed. Like everyone's afraid of taking up space of like, oh, I'm not worthy to take this time or like I'm, you know, someone's hurting so I can't change the subject now. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so um, there's a lot. Um, But it's, it's fucking hard and so, yeah. I mean, I just sound platitudinous but like it's just so good yeah yeah cool yeah that yeah. sounds really interesting but also kind of scary Terrifying. because it's even yeah it's yeah. hard to do it one-on-one with a therapist yeah. so to right. think about going to a group you know what's interesting i do know of someone who was having a really hard time like getting over the hump of like going to a th- to therapy and was suggested by a doctor to go to group therapy mm-hmm. as like an huh. alternative and it was a, it was a man because I think yes. there are a lot of like um, groups about do you know where this men's right, group exists say, please can you tell us what this group like, is ang- like there's like a, I feel <laughs> like a lot some of referrals to me. Yeah, ang- anger like and like 25 um, um, it was a while so ago powerful but um, yeah I just it kind of made me feel like maybe for men it would be really useful to work through things as a group because they're kind of used to that i don't know if women patriarchy like, kills their connection yeah in this, i mean they there's suffered. like specific things about masculinity that like might you might be able to get through in a group versus you want to talk about a rant yeah. <laughs> we want a men's group really bad because we're working with all these women who have you know partners or in relationships or you know we we both have like male clients too and like oh my gosh of course you don't want to like take someone's personal struggles out of it or whatever and like I'm sure that people have issues but at the same time like often women do like blame themselves Uh for something that and I'm like well yeah but you're dealing with this like also these it's hard relationships and sometimes your relationships are also you're the root of your issues this is something (laughs) this is something we talk about too I will say like about men I like I had only worked with women or teenagers and then listening to men at my last job I was like oh fuck like you I mean, I organized Take Back the Nights and every year and call it like I was like Ms. Pussy. And like, (laughs) I like I cannot believe like how I'm so grateful for my last job because patriarchy hurts everyone the same in different ways, like from belief. And so this idea that men are the problem is my internalized misogyny, I believe, because I it's so painful how disconnected men are not by their own choosing just like and like women blaming themselves yeah that's like definitely like we're socialized to take on responsibility that's not ours and I know that I have blamed myself a lot as avoidance for of accountability like if I like there's a fine line between like holding yourself accountable taking on too much and like actually hiding from growth I don't know if that was... Yeah, totally. No, totally. And I feel like we talk so much shit and we're like... (laughs) we're really like talking shit about the patriarchy we're really talking shit about toxic masculinity and these concepts that are holding society back that are impacting both men and women we just don't always say it like because you're what you're dealing with up front in your face (laughs) it's like being like well yeah like white people are horrible and what you really mean is like racism is in the fabric of our society and blah 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 all these concepts and stuff but you're just like reacting to what's like happening yeah I thought it's like is it really necessary to say always like clarify what you mean when you say something that's like a blanket statement like we all know what we really mean right Um, we're in a safe space as i said yes 
I, I think I mean I think you're pointing out something that is it is imp- it is an important thing to keep in mind while you're working through that stuff just because everything has something behind it like I think part of therapy another like really cool thing about it that I'm learning is like you know you're always growing and then you're always like learning what's behind like whatever it is that you're like mm-hmm. doing with yourself mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. it's like well yeah there's that but then there's this other thing and there's this other thing and obviously in our day-to-day lives we're not always just like examining every little thing that we're saying and da, 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 like picking yeah. it apart well, or whatever but sort like of, aren't we but though? as part of therapy if you're like mm-hmm. you know doing therapy for yourself or in a group or whatever then that is important to talk about right like mm-hmm. what's behind yeah. and i am i am flippant too i think i'm just yeah. a therapist on a podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like trying to like check my own shit. I don't mean to come across as like pious or anything oh, about no, no, that. No, no, I no. just um, no. I don't know if you've noticed, but um, humor and sarcasm is one of my defense mechanisms. So cheers. that'll come up a yes. lot. Yeah, it's that's good. how it's I get along. <laughs> yeah. No, just you, deep you, pain buried, it. buried down deep. I feel you manifesting itself as this hilarious exterior. Yeah. Um, no. You weren't sounding pious. I just wanted to say, like, when I say, like, ugh, men suck. Like, yeah. okay. I just think it's something I said for years and meant it. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I, I mean, because it is true. Yeah. I mean, on so... That's, that's on, the thing. On so many levels, I think I... Yeah. I just... I think after listening to men for five and a half years, totally. I was like, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. like, I think the important thing to really, like, hinge on, or to whatever, focus on from what you said is that the system is hurting all of us. Yeah. It's well, it's not that like I hate men because I'm not mm, intimate or no, something. You know, but, like right. it's not I like think, so simple. Not, I think what not we're constantly yeah. putting our finger on is like society won't be fixed until we fix men. That it, is like kind of like true. It, it is kind of true. It's like and racism. Oh, I feel won't like be just replace that with like patriarchy. Like I thought patriarchy yeah. and like men were like the same thing, and it's actually like the construct you're trying to break down. Right, not right, the, right, right, right. The, yeah yeah i guess that's yeah it's a little bit of a chicken and egg now you're right because of all the power because of where we are now yes and it's like yes each each individual man is not responsible for like humankind being terrible Mm -hmm. but yet they are each responsible for themselves and how they behave in the world and and how we respond and say with a lot of people not taking responsibility for their actions which is manifesting and like okay it's yeah there's a lot of like cycles within that can we talk about um something that i think both of us brought up in in slightly different ways which is so we talked a little bit about chemistry with your therapist and like how you have to have a good relationship and you want to like when you find a therapist I want to talk about more about how it's hard to find a therapist because I think it's really mm-hmm. important but just for a second let's I want to talk about like so when you're finding a therapist you had kind of like a you had one and you mm-hmm. it was fine but you didn't feel like there was, was like fine. enough happening I specifically had a question about what if your therapist isn't calling you enough on your like well, that's, yes, that was like, my problem. Yeah, and we separately both had kind of that same thought of like, uh, what if you're, as a client, you're like guiding things too much or... Controlling, controlling the, narrative, the narrative, as we or, called it. Yeah, we yeah. both, as like consumers of therapy, had that same mm-hmm. thought process. So what do you guys think of that? Yeah, I think... It's a constant thing, though. I think we have to check ourselves, or I have to check myself on. Is like, oh, am I 
scared of conflict right now and not showing up for this person mm-hmm. i think it's like reminding myself that like okay calling them out on their stuff is like the work and me being taking that risk and doing that like going towards that conflict is really scary but yeah it's worth it for the you know for both of us to feel good about what we're doing um yeah because it happens on the same side like if you don't call people out you start getting really resentful resentful, and you feel complacent too and then you're Ah, just like dread that hour and then you know that's always that that's no i probably shouldn't have said i don't know if i should say that but no no, 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 it's real you just don't think about that from it that right but but i do i could feel my therapist sort of like not quite glazing over Mm. that's maybe like too evocative of an image but more like maybe not as actively listening as just like small checkouts yeah and then i was like but also i have nothing to say because you're not even like saying anything like i'm i'm bored too why are we even doing this yeah hello i mean and, and that's like i probably not even that long ago probably wouldn't have said anything as a client i would now i'm actually kind of worried i have a really wonderful person who's actually not a licensed therapist who i see as a therapist she's like a movement therapist but um and she she stops me when i'm not connected to my feeling like hey do you notice you haven't stopped talking for the last 10 minutes what's happening right, under there <laughs> like, right, right, and i'm right. like That's yes great. that is my favorite wall or like hey, you know, shit yeah. that I try and do for people. So I'm really grateful that I, w- I well, found her. And I was reading an article about millennials going to therapy because there's so many articles about millennials going to therapy, like more yeah. and more people a certain yeah. age going to therapy. And it said that it's like inherent to certain generations now that they're, they are disconnected or that they're like mm-hmm. in this like kind of um, you have an interaction, then you forget it. Or and you move on to the next thing and like it's nothing there's not a lot of like sticky like behaviors that are happening and and there's a lot of fleetingness and so it is uh, like a situation where a lot of uh, there was like a therapist that was interviewed and they were like yeah I just have like someone young come in and I'm like I don't know if this is getting through to them I don't know if they're like taking away anything that's useful or valuable and you have to like push to get like through that kind of and it's hard because like I I I felt like a problem to be fixed for most of my life. And so one of the reasons why I try to like hold clients accountable is because when I found people to hold me accountable, I was like, oh, fuck, like I'm not broken, actually. Like, I just need to like believe in my shit and like take risks and like exposure therapy myself into realizing my strength and possibility. And so like I think that that's really important I from what you said I wrote this story about this is judgy but I call them fix it therapists um which is like are they taking something away it's like like, oh yeah we talk about like fix it therapists a lot and like fixing things and I think we both come from this place where like that emotional resilience with actually going into that feeling and sitting in that feeling and being okay with it Uh is actually what's healing, not trying to fix that feeling. Mm -hmm. Because we all have that, like, shame and judgment, that, you know, loneliness, like, whatever it is that we're trying to avoid. And when we connect with other people in that feeling, then Mm. we feel like that, yeah, it feels Mm. good. And 
And well, yeah. I think that represents like a general mm-hmm. misunderstanding of the point of therapy. Yes, fuck the medical model. Yeah, yes. yeah. and it's a misunderstanding for a lot of therapists too. Yes. Well, well, and that's what couch, I mean. It's like a systemic misunderstanding. Couch worked yeah. with me a lot on that because I was like, I have to fix myself. Mm, good. And she was like, good you're not broken, yeah. girl. <laughs> she was like, Sonia Couch, guys. Well, she was I like, look her up yeah, right. Me too. I'm in the, I'm in the market. Not recommend her enough. She works with a lot of people that have like control and like. Yeah, kind of things about like kind of, like kind of you know yeah. keeping a tight grip on things and like also I like specifically I'm always like I have to have a solution like I have to know how to like you know deal with this or whatever and she had a certain model that was like you sit in it you mm-hmm. accept it and then mm-hmm. you like yeah, kind of it's that 12 step one I bet I don't know there's so many acronyms yeah. and I just finished reading some Brene earlier so I've got like Ooh, Brene. new acronyms and tools in there but I guys name check Brene Brown a lot <laughs> well it literally was what we were talking about on the way over here it's and fresh on the Brene yes <laughs> that was a stretch that was I was disappointed in myself that it took me a whole three seconds to get that but that was really good okay so I think like per- personally my issue with my therapist was like I was going there like the first several sessions maybe were like you know this is this is good I specifically chose this person because they were like I don't know they specialized in like LGBTQ issues or whatever (laughs) I don't issues is a negative whatever um and they were like they themselves are queer and blah 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 blah. it's the whole thing whatever and I was like I'm not gonna talk to a man obviously so that was off the tape but um so anyway so i i liked this person initially and but they were very from the start felt a little cold like i felt like we were both sort of like not very open you know did you ask their sign capricorn (laughs) wow is that for real yeah i'm not kidding see not a good client therapist really like i don't yeah it was it was too we were both sort you of like... You needed a Pisces therapist. I love Seattle's affinity for astrology. Can I just say, I, don't I feel think like it's, it's the Seattle. second language of the city. No, that's... She also has the app, by that's the way. That's not Seattle. That? That's like a I think queer it's like, thing. Yeah. Big yeah. It's definitely a queer thing. It I is. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to say, too, because you brought up the cold thing. Oh, yeah. I just, oh. like, going back to the business owner piece, like, some of the coaching I received, and I'm so grateful, is, like, showing up from the beginning. So... I think we both I talk for about 20 minutes in the first session about okay, like see, who I, I like am professionally that. who I am like why this work is important to me like bullet points of my own story like yeah. like and what like what I expect from uh-huh. a client mm-hmm. and then yeah. reiterating boundaries call to yes yes yeah. I yeah. I I would say I have like an 87% rate. <laughs> like I do my best to call intakes before before they come in. Yeah. And I talk about like the fit and the commitment being important that you can't like go to yoga twice a month and get flexible, you know. I uh, thought that was helpful. So. <laughs> Did you do a, a call before? No. This was like this was like semi-prescribed by a doctor and not really prescribed but like heavily suggested because yeah. of my anxiety issues. But I also think you can't like you were saying you could have to try a few times before you find a good fit like 
try just, before you buy but just, just going to someone because they're i mean i'm it's great i i did actually recommend like yeah find someone who's like more progressive or has values that you mm-hmm. like or whatever so that's right. good but right. that doesn't mean the first queer no, no, therapist no. you go to is like your your bff i'm or not whatever. like offended that it i wasn't like getting what i needed yeah. out of it yeah. i'm just saying i'm just trying or to no, like not offended, but just my... like it didn't work out and then yeah i think people it's already so hard to take that step that they get discouraged again yeah right? well what I think so my takeaway from this was it was that style or whatever where they just silently the look at you mm. and it's like I need feedback feels here. dated like I really require out of fashion feedback the silently listening it's like notepad scribbling they weren't taking notes but they but they did remember come like full circle in like a weird way we're like used to like yeah sit back and like take notes and now it's like so focused on like the client driving that it like that the therapist is like back in the the passenger seat again and just listening versus like yeah i just didn't respond to it it's like i i just it was like several sessions in when i started to realize like is this going anywhere? Like, I'm just looking you at this brick wall. Right? Yeah, and I have to it. be... Ch- yeah, because like like we were saying, it's like, I know that I'm going in there and like controlling the situation because that's yeah. my problem, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so like, right. obviously I'm going in there and I'm like sharing what I yeah. want you to see, you know? Exactly. So, but they were never challenging anything I said. Do you guys ever. notice that? Are you like people say what you want them? Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you can tell, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can kind of tell in real life, like yeah, not yeah. therapy life. Yeah. Like you can tell yeah. in real life when someone's kind of yeah putting it on. So I'm sure yeah. that and it, <laughs> you're like okay. But like, don't you think that's like weird to sit there and notice that and not say anything? But you guys don't always say something, right? I do my best. I certainly don't always. I'm not yeah. perfect at all. Yeah, but I I do yeah. do my best because it's uncomfortable for me. I'm like right. you're paying me. Like yeah. that doesn't right. feel good. You're it doesn't me. feel helpful for I, anyone. And it is hard because like the I appreciate you saying like I'm controlling the situation because control is my shit. That's my shit too. <laughs> and like it's hard because yeah. one of the things that I try and talk about in the first session is like this is your work like I'm here and I facilitate but this is your work so I need like I can only go as deep as you bring yeah um and I will do my best to guide but I I like tell people in the first session like no I don't do pointed questions like I'm not digging here like I wouldn't even know where to dig I don't know you right right (laughs) right I I I think like and it's your practice being self-directed which is really important Mm -hmm. but you're already describing like a way more um like transparent beginning phase right than just like well tell me about yourself it's right, like yeah. i don't know what the fuck to do either like i don't know you either you know yeah, like right. usually in that first session you like try and talk about everything that's like ever gone wrong in a right. relationship right, before right, right. so like hey when i feel stuck i'm gonna let you know that yeah. like i feel stuck and okay. you know if i'm yeah I'm off base you need to tell me yeah. Um, yeah so we can work through it my first session was definitely the <sighs> yes. hardest and it was like really emotional and i sobbed yeah. And then, like, and then after that, it was like, I was like, "Am I gonna like break down?" Because like, every single time, and I was kind of like, <laughs> "Weird." It's the work, and then, well, but, yeah, then but then I didn't. It. I it, it wasn't all like, you know what I mean? Like every session wasn't like that. It was mm-hmm. like definitely more in the first. Yeah, I cry in every therapy session. 
as the therapist? No. Oh, okay. Like, that- sorry. No, to be clear, my own therapy. Okay. No. I can count on one hand. You're like, I've cried. No. Like Internal sobbing. boundaries. Internal boundaries. <laughs> um, yeah, because yeah. that, that's another fear of mine. It's like the therapist crying. Or just something like, I'm like, okay, you're feeling this too much. Like, be mm-hmm. real. Come on. Like, stay over there. Yeah. It's kind of hard but, to avoid, but, like, but also like come over yep. here. <laughs> it's, yes. It is kind of hard. Which is something to talk about. Uh-huh. Right. Well, they're people, like, therapists yeah. are people, so they're going to yeah. have, right? This goes back to, like, my whole thing mm-hmm. of, like, a therapist is not, like, an, an all-seeing, all-knowing oracle. Omniscient like a, being. Of, like, with yeah. no humanity yeah. behind them. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, they do have, like, feelings, and sometimes that is actually hard as a patient like you're yeah. like oh you reacted to that that's weird like th- there's like these like mini mm-hmm. back there's and forth there's a teaching moment if yeah. you're transparent about it like i try really hard i feel good about healthy conflict with clients even when it's hard most of the time because it's easier to unbraid healthy conflict with a client than it is to like feel like i'm digging a ditch to nowhere yeah you know right Which- i feel like the <laughs> The tension. Love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's like the healthy tension that we experience. Yeah, I feel like in those, a, like, before mentioned. Those yeah. moments are always the ones that, like, change you, like, change that relationship and, like, make you feel safe and really, like, yeah. go deeper. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, I've had yeah. clients tell me, like, it's hard for me when you tell me how you feel. And I'm like, well, I'm going to keep doing it because I think it's important mm-hmm. for yeah us working together let's talk about why you're uncomfortable with emotion there you go yeah <laughs> like are you afraid of taking it on right. have you learned to like is, is yeah. do you feel like you need to take care of me let's talk about why yeah like yeah. there's well and i think like people expect a little bit of that okay so this like that kind of leading questions mm-hmm, like getting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. D- more and more to the root of something that's another thing that i I think I when I first went to therapy, I was like, "That's going to happen like all the time," and it doesn't necessarily, no. right? No. Like, it often was more like a job. conversation and more casual than that, and it that hmm. digging didn't necessarily happen. And sometimes I was okay with that, and sometimes I was like, oh, "I really wish." There was like more pushing. Yeah, I call um, it happy hour with my clients, and I'm pretty transparent because it's weird. I've worked with so many different people, but I I've talked about this with you a lot. Like, it's so weird to work with people like like thirty something queer helping professionals. <laughs> like, it's bizarre to sit with myself like literally. And I was told that the universe would bring me what I needed to work on mm-hmm. when I started my practice, and that is so real. And it's been hard because there are some clients where I'm like, I want to be your friend, but not like, yeah. I, obviously I can't be. And let's say if hmm. we could like, we're talking about something, like if something switches political, it's like, I do f- take it really seriously. Like this is your time to do your work. So I right. like, it feels really good when clients are like, this is happy hour, but I'm like, okay, great. I'm glad you can acknowledge that this is not therapy related and let's go back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause so, I, I was like, Oh, I'm like I feel uncomfortable yeah. at happy hour right now. Let's go. Let's tab back to. Right. This. Cause like, I was like, Oh, is it okay if we're just like, like I have to vent one day about some random thing and it's not really about like what I came to see mm-hmm. you about, like in capital letters. And hmm. she was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. But it actually didn't really end up happening that much because I every time I went like it, we did try to like unpack certain things that were going on. But I don't know. I just I do think that's like valuable that you at least have someone that, you know, you can. Well, and I like to in that way if you need to. And there's like a word for it where you can 
like self-identify that like okay we're tumbling down this rabbit hole together a little bit here let's yeah. get back to what well because also as a, as a client be. you don't want to spend half an hour just being like oh yeah. how's the family blah 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 like that's kind of like <laughs> well why are you paying me yeah you know? right like, right i like well, be committed to the need, maybe to they the need work. friends <laughs> it's true but then like i i know that we both talk about like i can't be the only place where you come to be authentic yeah, like, right. I will fall off that pedestal, and you deserve more, and you're gonna stay miserable. So, yeah. like, right. this can't be. I can't be your friend. Right. Um. Like, it, I. I don't want this to be. Yeah. I, it is a safe space, and it's a safe space to practice being vulnerable enough to build those in. The goal is to be integrated in every facet of your life. You know. Yeah. It's but, like practice. Yes. Vulnerability for the real deal. Yes. Mm-hmm. With someone you don't know who you're like, is this working for you? <laughs> Should I take this on the road or what? <laughs> Can we talk about like what kinds of common things you guys are dealing with right now with people? Like are there the two undercurrents are like everyone is codependent, so duh, and like nobody takes care of themselves and puts everyone first, like a neglected kid is gonna feel like shit. Like we do that to ourselves all the time. Um, and we don't even think about it. And then the other thing is like every single person with whom I've worked has said some version of, I'm too afraid to feel that because I'll like die or drown or I'm never gonna come back or I won't yeah. be able to like go to work tomorrow. And like everyone is so terrified of like the dark pits, which is why the emotional resilience. That is like, those are the two things I hear mm. in every person. Age like doesn't so matter everyone's if you're like 11 avoiding. or 65. Nobody wants to connect with their pain, which is why women's group hmm. is so badass, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Well, it makes sense because pain hurts, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, We're wired not to feel it. Yeah. And like a lot of um, society today is kind of like built to avoid. Well, like, yeah. My literally specific, everything. My specific topic mm-hmm. I went to therapy for, it's a lot of have it ha- has to do with like not distracting yourself while you're doing certain things and I know I think that's like a really common thing too like are you like watching tv while you're eating or like are you distracted while you're having a conversation or whatever like any of those like barrier like those like external barriers right Hmm. whoa what yeah because it's like what it like what's painful about sitting there well yeah i just yeah that just like like, there's something painful about sitting there with yourself yeah Yeah. right that just made me really and i'm the kind of person that has a constant and i'm like like i when i go to yoga i'm like oh i can't just sit there like i have to do really active yoga it has to be hot yoga it has to be the most intense kind i have to like be working out i can't just like it's like the meditation would like freak me out or Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Yeah. yeah So I get what you guys are saying. Like, there, I think that that's hmm. like a really common thing. Whoa! That people are. What is going on with you? You're like, you're, like, you're having like a. I'm doing the work. You're, work. you're really working right now. I'm just, I'm just realizing, which like we all already know again, but I'm just realizing how many like parts of your life can reflect what's going on like internally. I mean, so so simple as like, are you watching TV while you're eating or whatever? Blah blah blah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Always doing, yeah. Always like busying the mind, yeah. 
That's yeah. what it comes down to, right? It, You're just yeah. distracting yourself yeah. constantly yeah. with like this and 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 this. Like right. always something more, always something else. You and can't just and like you're never like practicing like it. an actual mindfulness. Right. And like I think you're not like mindful. I'm taking it way back to the children conversation <laughs> earlier, but like yeah. when you see that child like not getting that attention and like escalating and like acting out, like yeah that brings up like pain right of like all the times like i felt unseen yeah yeah like it's on that's why that's interaction is like so uncomfortable and like yeah they're doing things wrong but like well they're just being annoying to get attention like you said like it's like very simple sort of yeah it's communicating something but then like what you're saying is that it impacts the interesting i think part of the work is like okay what's that bringing up for me that feels really uncomfortable to sit with you know it's that like feeling of being Mm -hmm. unseen or um my needs not getting met or you Mm -hmm. know trying to get attention and failing at it yeah this is what i talked to couch about it was just like (laughs) you call it couch (laughs) Um, no (laughs) now we're shorthand with her Mm -hmm. um that there's like it's so much is subconscious like you're so much is like right under your conscious layer and like Mm -hmm. the more you can get that like connection Mm -hmm. like for me literally like i was like doing things that consciously i would never i'd be like i'd be like oh that's like crazy like what am i you know what i mean but like and everyone's Mm -hmm. done stuff like that right but yeah you know and then once you kind of start to like it's like you have to build it and then the connection is there and you were like oh okay like it gets stronger and stronger and you're like and you do it more and more it's it's like well interesting it's complex Mm -hmm. because at once you have to step away from yourself in order to observe your behaviors from like the slightly unbiased way that you can possibly do that as yourself still while also like you have to recognize your behaviors and then dig into the feeling right. underneath that's that's triggering that behavior. So you have to be within it without it. Right. You know what I mean? Like you have to do both somehow mm-hmm. and then come back to yeah. being like a whole yeah. person. I think for me it's just like feeling in the moment, like trying to tune Jeez. in, like dealing I, I mean like even in the moment right now i'm like oh my unworthiness is coming up about being on a podcast you know and like what yeah. am I, am I i don't even know what i'm talking about and you know i feel yeah. myself like wanting to avoid right which is like and i'm like tuning into that and being like oh i get to make some choices around it yeah i literally was just thinking to myself i haven't felt this nervous in a really long time and i i think why i love working with you is because we have like opposite ends of the same coin reactions yeah. like i am embarrassed about how big i've been oh. i literally was like rihanna shut the fuck up yeah, we balance each so, other out <laughs> I, I shrink i love yeah. in the moment yeah it's like it's it so funny that you said that because i literally was like stop yeah. Squeezing That's your like hands. how we are in group too. Like Rhiannon, like overly explain. I mean, I can feedback. You know, overly explains, and I like shrink, and so like yeah, we balance out. We just scream. We both scream. We just both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And we both have a same connection of usually where we're thinking the same. Yeah. There is like a funny like sixth sense I find where when people are really intuitive. Like when you're an empath like us, not an empath. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like, isn't it yeah. isn't it such a relief when you feel like you have an intuitive relationship with someone where you're kind yeah. of like, oh, like oh. 
I'm just saying, yeah, for her. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, you love it. I do. <laughs> I you know, do. like where it doesn't feel like work. Like you're kind of like, okay, we like really. You know what you were talking the other day about like someone that you have just like a really hard time communicating with where there's like a barrier and God, like I can't handle that when you have someone that you're like, oh, there's no barrier. We like really are on the same wavelength. Like and even when you feel like you're not necessary, you're like, OK, something but then like, it's like easy I need to, to just it. say what's going on because I'm feeling like a little weird tension, yeah. kind of like what you just did. Right. We just watched some live. Yeah, it was group. so intimacy. Yeah. <laughs> we should have we should have like um, done a um commentator commentator oh, like yeah. <laughs> live oh, reaction she's coming in she's moving in with her <laughs> she's living in her that feelings. would be amazing now we have a response will the response be an i statement okay sorry going back to group therapy i'm sure there are times when it's like nobody's talking and you're like so or is there also times when everybody's like Dogpiling, and you're like, whoa, what happens whoa, whoa, more? Whoa, 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 whoa. I wish there was dogpiling. Yeah, definitely the silence. It's is more a lack common. because everyone's scared to take the space and like. You again, know. I feel like that's a woman centric thing, like mm-hmm. where everyone's just like, um, I just, well, I don't, I, I oh, it's, oh, no, it's no, no, no. kind of drives me go, fucking go, crazy because yeah, like, yeah. oh, like women are going so through so much, and I'm like, you need like to work through all this stuff and like just yeah. get it the fuck out. Like, mm-hmm. it yeah. kind of like, oh, it must be so hard. <laughs> I feel like right. I'm kind of, you know, you there's know. like always so much you could be talking about. Yeah. Like we do these like two minute check ins where someone says like briefly like something that came up for them that week or feels important. And they're always like so much in them. It's and like then it's like silence. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, I have so many questions, but this isn't about me. Because <laughs> they're really supposed yeah. to like play off of people are supposed to like so kind of work. You guys are just together. like there. you're like a facilitator. Yeah. yeah. So we like okay. mediate like when kind of conflict comes up and you know we will reflect like the you know fear around reaching you know in those silences i don't know i'm not really into like ultra gut reactions all the time either sometimes i need a second even when something is like blatantly in my face shitty you know or whatever i have some kind of specific feeling about something mm-hmm. but well, some, yeah you're I not have like to, recklessly like, you obviously you didn't even say anything to that vaping lady so like obviously you're not like <laughs> the vapor yeah you know like well i know but i'm saying like yeah like i need a second to like process my own yeah feelings and right. and then like okay because sometimes your reaction is fucked up because you're like mm-hmm. a mature adult mm-hmm. that's like maturity to be like oh maybe my own story <laughs> is huh? coloring huh? this interaction like that? i do that's also much. a yoga thing by the way wait yes. is that what stories term? are you telling to yourself mm-hmm. well that's that's oh. what oh, stories. the other thing that keeps us sick yeah yeah my yeah. therapist did talk about stories yeah i tell a lot of stories oh i tell myself so fast love a story all kinds of stories. love a good story mm-hmm. <laughs> you might call me a storyteller what's, what's one of your current <laughs> stories should we all share a story what's a story from this week uh, I had a story that I'm. I have a new job, and I, my story this week was that I'm just gonna fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I've only been there like, it's like my second month or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna disappoint everyone, and they're yeah. gonna like yeah. not. I'm, I like made myself out to be like so great, and I'm not gonna work out, and then you know. I think my story would be similar too because I also just started a new job, mm-hmm. and I'm like, finally just now getting on an actual project. Mm-hmm. and like had an actual meeting about an actual project right. yesterday and mm-hmm. I left being like 
like they're gonna find out that I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> imposter syndrome. Yeah. Everyone has imposter syndrome nowadays. Yes. I heard. But the stupidest <laughs> yes. thing is that I do know what I'm doing, right. and I know I know what I'm doing. Weird. So like, Super what capable. the fuck? <laughs> but that's where like the learning is, like being. That's where the digging deeper is, right? Like, right. where do those stories come from? Like right. when you said that like which we were both talking about how I get big and you get small my I go to you're obnoxious you're your mother yeah you're a yeah. shit therapist yeah, 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 yeah. like yeah. I get yeah. and then I'm small and I'm going to like you're not interesting you don't have anything important to say yeah that place yeah, yeah. you guys <laughs> we all have our none stuff. of that is true no, but, right but it's if, hard to well, and, and behind yeah. my story is like, I want to be so capable. I want to be so yeah. good. I want to be the yeah. best at whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Like, if I'm not like achieving whatever, <laughs> Couch and I would always talk about like comparing. Like, I'm always comparing myself. I have to compare. Like, why am I comparing? Everybody does that. Yeah, but I'm like obsessed with comparing. So, yeah. in today's world, like, if you're not successful, you're like, there's no right. like middle. Right. That we talked about. No we would talk about that. The yeah, society stuff would come up in our conversations. Like we would be like, "Well, yeah." Like you mean you and couch? Yeah, 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 yeah. In our therapy sessions. I don't know. You were saying that like current events can sometimes come up, like news and stuff. Yeah, I well, was wholly unprepared. I don't know where my brain was. The Kavanaugh hearings. I oh, have yeah. never processed so much sexual trauma in a month. Yeah, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like yeah. that first Monday, like of the hearings. I yeah. literally, I felt like a truck hit me and consult group the next week was like, does anybody need to talk about the amount of sexual trauma we're processing right now? Right. Like, yeah. like in the you, open, in our face. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and that was really intense for me. Um, nihilism because the world is ending, which I also right. struggle with. Like, right. um, constantly. We constantly talk that's, about that's that. That's threats. a real thing. But it, yeah. but my, my, my feeling about that is correlated generally with like how badly I'm feeling in my day to day. And so I, I try and bring it back because I can't do anything about there not being any glaciers anymore. So, yeah, we would sometimes talk about like how much of a struggle it is just to like live in yes. society today. Like where, Gen yes, I would, I'm always, so I'm from a family of like, we were like lower middle lower middle to middle class or whatever but there kind of is no middle class now and it's like mm -hmm. if you're not in the one percent or whatever like top ten percent of society then you're like don't make me there's say so it. many things <laughs> there's so many things working against you and i would always talk about like i have to do good because if i don't do good yeah, i'm gonna yeah, like yeah. i'm gonna completely fail be at the bottom be, mm -hmm, and i'm not broke. ever gonna be able to dig my way out of it yeah. and i'm just gonna be like my parents and like blah blah, blah or not even like my yeah. parents because my parents are fine but like you know i'm gonna like yeah. not be better than yeah my parents or mm -hmm. whatever i'm not gonna like succeed mm -hmm. but yeah. also that everything it felt it always feels like everything is working against you nowadays i i feel like that that is very real and contributes to scarcity, which I talk about all the time with clients. Mm -hmm. I struggle with it myself. Like it's the first time I have one job and I'm doing well, like paying yeah. off debt. It's crazy to me. Yeah. And I still feel like that, like urge to calculate constantly or it's yeah. one of the ways I avoid my pain too. But I remember I was going to say, speaking of like wealth and stuff, it, like, generationally I'm really struggling like I hesitate to do this because I'm a millennial and everyone talks shit about millennials even I do too and the younger generation like the digital natives I'm horrified um like yeah. really actually horrified at the lack of connection and like 
you know, nobody knows how to initiate a project or like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's really terrifying. Or like my teachers mean because they have an expectation and like, yeah. I, it's so painful because it contributes to that fear of failure, which right. keeps like, I also talk about all day. It's right. like, there's like, it's the disconnection, but these expectations that are so black and white and like, I'm gonna, f- I'm gonna fall and like have nothing if I don't like, it's, I don't know. Like, People crying about college their sophomore year. I don't know. It freaks me out. I'm really sad about it. Porn, too. Like, everything about... Like, <laughs> I'm constantly sad yeah, about I'm sad porn. About you know, that. Do you know that the average age of viewing... No, not viewing, consuming internet porn beginning as of 2017 is eight years old. Oh, oh my God. Consuming. Oh, no. Statistically. Oh, God. Like, oh, God. your baby? <laughs> Three and a half. Okay, you got a couple of years. He's, like, already probably seen something. He's already he's no, already googling. We're not, um, horrible parents. <laughs> and, and, and meanwhile, nobody's talking about like sex no, but, still yeah, too. That's so I like, think about it like constantly. I'm like, how so do I raise scared. a good boy? Like, how do I raise him to respect people and have, yeah. you know, um, in in an age of like Me Too and Kavanaugh, like all that stuff. Like, how do you raise mm-hmm. a child to be like, yeah, well, and autonomous and respect people's <sighs> autonomy and and like how to process things and how to like. Also yeah. be, like, empowered and, like, mm-hmm. a- able to accomplish things. That feels like a really hard thing sometimes. Anyways, yeah. That's, yes. like, a huge thing. Yes. Yeah. And it's also, like, you're attempting to imbue all of this stuff that was never imbued upon you, per se. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, like, how c- you don't even have the tool set to... Yeah start tinkering with you know what i mean it's like yeah we're all just thankfully there's the internet and there is a lot of good like trying to content on the internet of like how to talk about that stuff yeah that's good yeah okay do you guys want to talk about you wanted to talk about like the apps and stuff really quickly sure yes. yeah i can i can because it's that. kind of like rolls into i'm there are a lot of barriers for accessing mm. therapy and it okay. does cost money so do the apps but you know like how do you so how do you feel about that stuff well there's a couple ads out there that like really get underneath my skin have you seen the one it's on my instagram all the time but i also like google therapy stuff all the time Mm -hmm. so maybe i'm getting targeted ads but it's you are this therapist that's falling around her client as they like go through their like day-to-day stuff and she's like taking notes and like oh how do you feel about that and but it's like an advertising for like texting and you're a therapist and feeling like you're connected to them like throughout your week right right and for me I'm just like oh my god that's like the most codependent bullshit that I have ever seen in my entire <laughs> life yep. like if you need a therapist like in your pocket in your pocket yeah like you're not building any of that skill right, like right. on your own you're mm. reliant on this person and it just like yeah. also just the, me a lot. the mm-hmm. imagery of that is like some marketing firm somewhere yeah. that like is full of dudes who are not seeking not really out. understanding like what's the <sighs> actual yeah. It's like the, because like I don't think the concept of being able to ask a question when it comes up or whatever, like access is important. And I think that there is value there. But framing it like that, where it's like 24 7, no matter what, like it's basically like, 
therapy with no boundaries. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. weird. So yeah. It freaks me out too because like it takes away not just from like you doing the work, but also like we are trying to like fix things in all the wrong ways. Like yeah. we have a business with a therapist in your pocket, but we don't like nobody's talking about maybe I should take a risk on a friendship <laughs> you yeah. know like yeah they're, I, I don't know I feel s- pissed off about it and also like pretty self-righteous about it although I haven't honestly thought about the access piece and then I just wish that we lived in a world where connection wasn't about <laughs> an Instagram ad mm. about a therapist yeah. getting paid $40 an hour to write one-liners to you who like they get yeah. paid by like how many words they write you wow wow well oh, i did not tell you that no one. wow that was a new information i found i did not that know that and that's troubling horrifying yeah. to me you can't commission growth yeah, yeah. i also thought yeah. you were really good at it <laughs> that's wow. a long text but <laughs> oh my god that's why i don't text because <laughs> yeah. i write long i well, being concise not a forte i think the other the the other issue i just want to touch on with that is like it's further encouraging sort of our uh codependence on our phones and like and connecting via like this disconnection you know like it it further discourages in-person face-to-face tension and conflict and resolution and all of those things that we like need to work on exactly. through therapy it's so it's like it, you know it's just it's another like, aspect of like tech and gig economy where it's like yeah, they're God. they're using like a, a service to supplement like something that should be Human. a part of our society which is yeah therapy should be free everyone should have access to therapy and, and, then and medical services generally yeah. and this fucking startup isn't going to fix the problem no. in our society. It's an aftermarket hack that I don't like. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. There we go. It's yeah. a good way of describing let's, it. Let's end on that note. Yeah. Um, okay, let's rate. Let's. Okay, what's so we're going to rate therapy. Scale? Oh. Yeah, what should we. Zero to five. Sonia couches? No, no. <laughs> couches. Zero out of five Brene Brown's haircut. <laughs> okay. I, I want to say five. I. I hate the establishment so much, like the mental health system and the medical model, and I'm judgy. Um, so I would You're maybe three. You're anti-establishment in general. I love though. it. So am I. We're getting that vibe, and it's very <laughs> uh, cool. So am I. Thanks. Three yeah. three stars. I would rate the whole thing. I don't know. I don't. We were talking about this last night. I don't know. I often I know. do a mixed so review. Yeah, so it's torn. Like three. It's like one of those things where like, yeah, like I agree, everyone should do it, and like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important, and then also a lot of it is really shitty and sucks. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. Anything that like exists within a system systematic sort of like you know a yeah, system. It's a, it's a pretty big, yeah. Is gonna have shitty s- stuff about There's it. There's entrenched. Yeah, entrenched. Ba-ba-ba. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it's built on the old models, and it's it's hard. So yeah, I don't know. I say st- stay strong with your five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for me personally, as a consumer, I rate it definitely a five because I understand that there are like specific things about it, but I that are hard or that you know you have to find mm-hmm. the right fit. But like, I just think it's so valuable. Mm-hmm. And like Channing, T- yeah. Channing Tatum said, <laughs> everyone shouldn't be in therapy. To quote, like I, just, I, I agree. I to do, quote Channing Tatum, I truly believe that. Yeah. So it's yeah. like. 
I'm, to have I your own space every like an hour a week is super invaluable, and it is I think. a privilege at this point. Absolutely, yeah. but I don't yeah. think it should be. Absolutely, yeah. I no. pay out of pocket for mine. I can't believe I can. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Katie, what's used, your? Yeah. Okay, I, um, you know, I'm actually also gonna rate it five. Brene Brown's haircut, <laughs> um, five out of five, because though as as we've discussed there are a lot of like complexities and things that make it hard to do just like emotionally it's hard to get there but i find i think it's just like obviously super important that we all try to get there together um so that we can grow and stop telling ourselves all these stories that just simply aren't true but we'll never fix it no, there's no. It's f- not about fixing. No, it's oh not gosh, about fixing. I'm so proud, right? yeah. so proud. Love we're it. proud parents. We're not broken. Proselytize, guys. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You're not. Yeah. So five out of five for I'm me too. Either. Maybe I'll, maybe just to break from the the trend, I'll do a four just to hmm. just to yeah. mix things up. Okay. Yeah. Well, across the board though, the news story that we're telling is we love therapy. Ooh. So <laughs> love that draft. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Shitty first draft. <laughs> yeah. It's actually not even Brene. It's Anne Lamont. Thanks for reviewing mm-hmm. therapy with us. Yeah, thanks so yeah. much for really fun. for taking time out of your busy schedules yeah. and processing more feelings with us. If you ever need like a guest therapist, you know. Yeah, I feel like we should we should actually pay you for this sesh. <laughs> you know, I feel better. If you have something to get off your chest, email us at rantandreviewpod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 805-635-RANT. That's 805-635-7268. If you like Rant and Review, and we know you do, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at rant underscore and underscore review and on Instagram at rantandreview. Bye. Bye.